Welcome back to the It Gets Better podcast with me, Lindsay Atkinson. I am currently cozied up, looking out the window, ready to go. So I hope you're having a good day. Uh, Today's episode, we are discussing boundaries. Every time I talk about boundaries, pretty much anywhere, I am met with a lot of what are boundaries? Like, how do you decide your boundaries? How do you set them? And I realize that's those are such important questions because they're boundaries is a word that everyone is using and we're talking about a lot but like there isn't a lot of discussion on like how do you figure out your own so I figured we would do that today so specifically we're going to go over what are boundaries how to set them how to respect them for ourselves and others and what to do when they are crossed even once and then consistently so first I'm going to explain a little bit about when I had no boundaries um, specifically with my mom and how it kind of affected my entire relationship not only with her but with other friendships as well. It's no secret that I struggled with my relationship with my mom for my entire life until she passed. Uh, Growing up she became an addict and she struggled a lot with her addiction and it made her a bit of an abusive person. I would say quite an abusive person and it really changed the dynamic of our relationship. As a child, I think there's a lot of times where I was terrified of her. You know, I spent a lot of time trying to uh, earn her love almost, earn her attention. And because of that, I taught myself at a young age to not have boundaries. That I sort of taught myself I was willing to accept anything if for some reason in my at the time confused mind resembled love like I was willing to I was willing to accept any poor behavior if it meant I would also feel loved at some point which gave me a very skewed sense of boundaries and left me with no boundaries at all honestly when I got older I moved away I had a lot of time away I did therapy you know those are I'll talk about that in other episodes of course I guess that's really not the point today but I did a lot of self-work to get to a place where I was happy with who I who I was and I was happier when I wasn't around my mom and I struggled because even though we lived in different states our relationship was still really toxic. She would often call me in a great mood and then ask for money or ask for help with something or tell me she needed to do something and if I wasn't able to help her it would instantly turn into I hate you and why did I have you and I wish I wasn't your mom. You know, like horrible things that you just shouldn't say to your kid. And it wasn't that I didn't want to help her either. It's just that I also knew that, sorry, this is like TMI or I guess that's what the point of a podcast is, but there were times when I gave her hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And I knew that money was not going to what she said it was going to. That never did. I she was trying to like clean up her house once and I gave her a lot of money to help her like change out the flooring because her flooring was just like really bad and she wanted to switch it out to hardwood floors and I gave her the money to do that and years and years later that never happened and I never heard anything about where that money went Um, and that was at a time when I didn't have the money to just give and you know if I would even ask her where it went I was met with how ungrateful I was and how I should want to give things to her and how I ruined her life so I owed it to her and it was just it was it was tough my mom also really loved to blame me for a lot of the things that were going wrong in her life Uh, she would often blame me being a troubled child because I did I go went through a lot of struggles as a kid I self-harmed I stole you know I did a lot of things trying to get 
I think I was trying to get her attention. Um, and then later on, even though I was a child, like 13, 14 at that time, when I was older, she would often blame me for the reasons that her life was so bad. Like, oh, well, I am an addict because I had to deal with a kid like you. Or, you know, I lost my house because you ran up a cell phone bill once in sixth, in sixth grade. And that's why I don't have a job now. Or I, you know, all these different things. And I also want to say, like, I respect my mom a lot at the same time there was times when I've had no respect for her but I also as I've gotten older still have a lot of respect because I'm never going to pretend like I have any idea what it's like to be an addict and I'm also never going to pretend like I have any idea what it's like to be a single mom of three children I'm sure that was extremely hard but that doesn't change the fact that I grew up with this weird sense of like what are my boundaries you know and like thinking that everything was my fault. I lived with this sense of if someone told me I did something wrong or that I was, you know, that or that they were blaming me for something, I just ex- assumed that was true uh, for a long time. So it took me a while. I got healthy. You know, I was away and I kind of realized how much my lack of boundaries affected all of my other relationships. There were a few times that I would have friends that would often, you know, use me a little bit like a doormat they would ask me for favors and of course it's normal to ask people for favors but it would become like they sort of learned that I was the friend that would always say yes like I would say yes to the point that I was hindering my own life I was hindering my own job you know giving money when I shouldn't I was doing things that I didn't have the capacity to do but people knew they could rely on me and obviously not everyone is going to use you but some people when they realize they can keep taking and that you're going to say yes they're going to keep taking and I realized that the universe was sort of showing me a pattern of what was going on in my life for me to one day realize, okay, obviously these people are also the problem, but I am also the problem because I am not setting a boundary. I am not communicating what is okay and what is not okay in my life. So eventually I learned to set boundaries with my mom, with friends. It caused, you know, a few of those friends, friendships to end. It caused a lot of relationships to get better. Um, It caused some conversations of people apologizing, which was really healthy. For my mom, I communicated my boundaries over and over and over with her, and it wasn't working. So eventually, I did completely cut off conversation or uh, just communication with my mom. And it took almost two years. And it was really tough to cut off communication for that long, especially because no matter what, she's still my mother. And, you know, you. I loved her, you know, no matter what I did. Um, But after almost two years, setting that boundary eventually led my mom to, uh, I wrote her a letter eventually and she wrote back and she apologized and she realized how serious I was with these boundaries. And my mom did pass away in April of 2021, but for about a year, um, once we started talking again, we had the best last year possible. Sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but she respected my boundaries. She understood that I couldn't do certain things. She understood how she could and could not treat me. She un- I don't even know if she understood all the time, but she respected it because she realized she was going to lose access to speaking with her daughter again if she didn't treat me with respect. And that is ultimately what my boundaries were. And by finally setting them as firmly as I had to do, it took a lot of gut on my end. It was really tough. But I became stronger as a person. And our relationship for that pat- the last year we had together, I think benefited so much 
I had so many people ask me if I regretted cutting my mom off since she then passed later on, and the answer is no. Because if I hadn't cut off my relationship with her for that time, it would have never gotten better, unfortunately. I had tried everything possible. I really did. I tried every ounce of energy I had, I had given, and it wasn't changing. So I do feel like the boundaries change my life in a way, which is why I feel like boundaries are so important. And it's something that probably affects a lot of your lives. And if you haven't learned how to set them, and you don't, maybe you don't understand why you don't feel loved or respected, or you don't understand why people are treating you certain ways. And it is tough to realize that you have to show people how to treat you, but it, it is very important and it it's necessary. So first, let's talk about what are boundaries. So I see boundaries sort of like, okay, think about a restaurant or a clothing store or like someone's business, okay? Think about a local business that you know. I see boundaries as first the unspoken rules for for that restaurant or for any restaurant first, meaning you have to pay when you go in. You can't be rude to the waiters. You can't just go in there and jump on the tables. Sometimes you need reservations. Like they're just the unspoken rules. You can't go in there and like walk back into the kitchen and cook for yourself. They're just unspoken ways that you know to, you know how to act when you go into a restaurant or to certain spaces. That first is part of the boundaries, the unspoken rules, the ones that are like should should be common sense. And then the other part is like the individual businesses having their own rules, meaning maybe a local restaurant near you has a no shoes, no shirt, no entry policy. Maybe they are cash only. Maybe one place near you is no returns. Maybe one place um, has a buffet and they like don't let you take it to go. Those are the individual rules that that owner set up for their business. And maybe you don't like it. Maybe you don't like that you can't, you only could pay with cash. Maybe it feels inconvenient to you. But that is that restaurant's right to have those rules in place that make their lives easier. Those are their boundaries. The unspoken rules that we should kind of already be aware of and the ones that that are individual to them. Boundaries are your automatic rules that you feel like are common sense, but also the individual rules that are unique to you that may not feel correct to someone else, that may inconvenience other people, that they may not love them, but it doesn't matter because they are your rules. That is what boundaries are. They are the rules for you, for your space, for your energy, for your time. So how do you decide your boundaries? Well, first let's think of, for me, the unspoken ones are like the fact that people should just be decent humans to be able to access your space, your time, your energy, your person, yourself to be around you because you deserve people to just treat you with respect. So think of the common sense ones that you feel like if people are around you, they should just know to treat you this way. And maybe you're thinking, okay, if these are common sense, why do I need to be aware of them? Because there are gonna be people in your life that just don't even treat you with common decency. And sometimes we don't even realize it's happening. So when you become aware of even these like common sense ones, the common decency ones, the respect ones, then you start really being able to, to recognize okay this person is obviously toxic I can let them go if I need to or I want to I want to lessen my time away from them so for me if someone is being homophobic or racist or sexist if someone is making very like derogatory jokes about someone if they're talking bad about people all the time if they are yelling at waiters like these to me are common decency ones like if someone 
acts that way in my presence, I know that I don't want to be around that person anymore. I know that they are not the kind of person I want to spend time with. So being aware of that helps me my mind, my subconscious, just take note when there are people around me that I don't want to be around anymore. But then you also have to decide your individual boundaries, okay? This can be when you're having a conversation with someone, like with my mom, she would often on the phone start yelling at me or screaming at me, cussing at me, blaming me for things, not listening to me. Those That was a personal boundary where I had to say, nope, you're allowed to have a conversation with me. You're allowed to disagree, but I am not going to talk to you if you're going to cuss at me. I'm sorry, but I'm not interested in listening to this. That was a personal boundary. If someone is always being late, like not just one time, because, you know, we, we make mistakes. I live in New York, and I will say, though, in New York, everyone I feel like is always late, including myself, because you don't really know with trains, okay? <laughs> like, it's like you're always, if I say 1 o'clock, it's either 12.50, sometime between 12.50 and 1.10, because I don't know my trains. But, I mean, like, if someone is consistently 30 minutes to an hour late and it's just like they walk in like sorry ha 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 but you are busy and you have your time matters it's okay to say hey I love hanging out with you but you always being late it kind of really messes up with my time I would appreciate it if from now on you could try being more on time or maybe we can like schedule an hour after we're saying since it seems like these times aren't working for you if someone is making little jokes that you don't like, they're just making, they think it's like innocent jabs, but to you it hurts your feelings, you can say, hey, this is a boundary, I don't like that. Anything like that, whatever rules you feel like to you matter, you are allowed to set them. And that's the cool thing, is they don't have to make sense to anyone else but you. It is okay if in, in order for you to have a good life, you sometimes inconvenience someone else who may not be treating you the way you want to be treated. It is okay if someone feels uncomfortable for half a second for you to let them know that the way they're treating you isn't okay. So I would, I would really recommend just taking some time, maybe visualize some experiences you've had that made you feel uncomfortable. It, it, visualize going to events, visualize going to parties, visualize being at work you know, whatever scenarios you can think of and ask yourself, what are the things that make you really uncomfortable that are non-negotiables? What are the things you don't want in your life? And then you also have to set boundaries with yourself. And sort of my boundaries with myself is like, I have to make sure I communicate them properly instead of blowing up with people, like blowing up at someone when they don't understand my boundary. Because sometimes maybe someone is doing something and they are so unaware because to them, like I said, it maybe won't make sense to them and that's okay. So you haven't communicated your boundaries. So if you don't communicate it, you have to realize it's not, it's not their job to just wake up and know unless it's the unspoken, like they should just know to be a decent human once. But for some things, people just don't know how that you want to be treated. So I do think it's important to let people know. Like maybe it's even something silly. Maybe you're married or something or you have a partner and they often leave their socks or their dirty socks all over the floor. That's a random one. Noah does not do this in case you're wondering. I'm not giving a jab at Noah. <laughs> um, and maybe it really bothers you that they're always leaving their dirty socks out, but you don't say anything. And eventually you're like, oh my gosh, why can you never put your freaking socks in the laundry? And you like blow up at them. That was probably you should have communicated first. When you notice it, say, hey, um, just letting you know, I don't really love picking up your dirty socks. They smell, they're kind of gross. Could you start putting them in the laundry on your own? Thank you. You know, that way you set a healthy boundary versus blowing up at someone. So I think it's important to make sure you're communicating with people, to tell them what is bothering you, to tell them how you expect people to be in your space because you can't expect everyone to just know them. It's going to suck at first, but it will help you weed out the toxic people in your life, the people who don't care about you at all, and it will help you understand 
more about other people. Because maybe you've harbored some negative feelings towards people that have treated you certain ways. Maybe someone's always late and you're harboring these negative feelings, but they don't realize it's bothering you. And when you communicate it, maybe that person will all the time be on time and realize, oh, okay, I didn't realize I was hurting someone's feelings. And it might help you like kind of fix some unresolved negative feelings towards people, which will be really nice. I saw this quote that I'm sure you've heard, and it's the only people who get mad at your boundaries are those who benefited from them. And I think that's really true. It's okay if someone gets uncomfortable at first. Like if someone, you know, when you confront someone and you say like, hey, this has really been bothering me. And at first like, okay, I'm whatever. But then they come back and like, sorry, I had some time to think about it. Like, you're right. That's okay, okay, we're humans, it's uncomfortable. But let me break it down just a little bit, okay? If you have a friend that uses you all the time, they're always using you, and you decide you're no longer gonna use them, and you just start saying, hey, I'm actually not interested in, in helping today, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Hey, I actually can't help you with that project today, today, I have some stuff going on. No, actually, I'm gonna spend today just by myself, I hope that's okay, but I hope you have a good day. A friend that always uses you might be mad and say, are you serious? You're gonna say no to me? That's someone who doesn't respect your boundary. The friend that sees you getting used or the friend that just doesn't under doesn't realize that you see that you think you're being used, maybe they just love being around you, they're not gonna get mad. If you tell someone, hey, I'm actually not able to hang out today, I need some personal space, I need some time by myself, no, I'm not really interested in going in part going to parties, but thank you for inviting me, that friend will be like, Oh, okay, thank you for telling me. Oh, maybe we can hang out another time. There's a difference. There's a person who respected your boundary and a person who doesn't. But on the other end, we do have to make sure that our boundaries are not us being controlling and that our boundaries are not us disregarding other people's boundaries. And I hate to say that, but I do feel like, okay, I'm on TikTok a lot and I see a lot of videos that are like, if someone does this to you, it's like that if they wanted to, okay, there's, here's a good one, that if they wanted to, they would. People love to use that quote and here's the truth. It's not always black and white. It's not always that way. If someone disrespected your boundaries, it does not mean they're always a bad person. You have to look at each situation individually. So if, if they wanted to, they would. Think about that. Sometimes I want to do things, but I'm anxious. Sometimes I want to do things, but I'm still grieving over my mom. Sometimes I want to do things, but I'm having a bad day. It doesn't mean that I don't want to. It means that I can't. It means that I'm a human. I don't think it's fair to see these quotes and like apply it to everyone. So I do think when, we, same goes with boundaries, that we have to realize that we also, when we say like, oh, someone doesn't respect my boundaries, they're not a good person. Sometimes we have to realize other people also have boundaries. They also have to protect themselves. And it does come from a little bit of compromise especially with like big friendships family members relationships partners marriages for me and Noah for example he has boundaries I have boundaries if I tell Noah okay you always have to clean up when you come home every time you do something I need you to put that away but maybe Noah who works all day is like Lindsay I'm exhausted my boundary is that when I come home I need to relax for 10 minutes and then I'll put my shoes away there's gonna have to be some compromise. Like I have to be understanding that he also has needs. It needs to be able to have time to sit down and decompress before just listening to my rules too. We all have rules. So I think it's important for me, I'm looking at this thing on Pinterest and it says uh, the difference between rigid boundaries, healthy boundaries and weak boundaries, okay? So rigid boundaries are inflexible rules that are only about you 
and never regarding anyone else's feelings, the need to feel in control, quick to cut people out of your life without understanding that you might not know their side of the story, being closed off and reluctant to ever um, giving anyone a second chance. Okay, next, it says the healthy boundaries are assertive, directly asking for what you want or need, clear about how you need to be treated and what's your responsibility, saying no without feeling guilty. So also a boundaries, if someone invites you to do something, you can set a boundary by saying no. Respecting other people's limits and boundaries, a strong sense of who you are and what matters to you. And sharing personal information appropriately for the situation and relationship. Oh, that's a good one. I guess also a boundary can be, that's a boundary. Like if someone is constantly trauma dumping on you, asking for advice and you can't handle it, it's okay to set a boundary in the moment and say, I actually can't take that on right now. I'm so sorry. Um, I really hope you get, you know, the answers you need. I hope you find someone to talk to, but right now I can't help you. So I do understand that, what they mean by that. And then also the weak boundaries, it says, are passive, never asking for what you want or need, allowing others to mistreat you, being a people pleaser, unsure of what you need or what you want, craving validation, and always oversharing personal information. So this is obviously from some random Pinterest from, this is from Live Well with Sharon Martin, just giving credit. (laughs) But I do think that's just something to think about when you are setting boundaries is knowing that we're all people we're all doing our best it doesn't mean you have to cut out every single person in your life that has ever you know done something that's bothered you because we're all people and if we don't communicate and learn to understand one another it just makes life harder for me once I set the boundaries with my mom she was not willing to budge and hers were boundaries that I could not handle I was spending days and days and days and weeks and months you know crying and going back to self-harming tendencies because of the way she would blame me for really horrific things in my childhood that to me was a non-negotiable versus having times when you had a friend that's maybe crossed the boundary or just doing something that or not sometimes they're not even doing anything wrong it just simply means that you're setting a boundary so that they just understand just simply someone inviting you out and you say no I'm actually gonna take today off that's still a boundary that doesn't mean they did something wrong it's just you knowing what you if you want to say no it's you knowing what you want I think it's important to figure out how you're gonna handle when your boundaries are crossed now the first one is when obviously someone does nothing wrong they're just like hey you want to come out tonight and your boundary is saying no that's okay Um, that's important because that way you know you're not being a people pleaser because sometimes it's our own selves that are crossing our own boundaries if we say yes to everything and you don't want to say yes to it that's not always that person's fault they could just see it as them being friendly and inviting you so you have to learn to communicate when you don't want to do something it's okay to say no people tell me no all the time and I've learned okay that's all right. I used to take it personally, but I realized we are all setting boundaries to just live our most most authentic, healthy, happy lives. So someone telling you they can't help you, they can't do something for you, that doesn't mean they hate you. It just means they're setting a boundary the same way you are, and they're probably just as nervous to set it as you would be to set one as well. So, but I do think it's important when boundaries are crossed, like maybe someone, like I said, is consistently late. That's just an example I go to to say something, to just politely say, hey, uh, you know, the first time you could just be like, oh, I noticed you were late. Um, Everything, was everything okay? Give them a little bit of grace, see what was going on. But if it keeps happening, you can say, hey, I'm sorry, but it just feels like you're not respecting my time. Uh, I don't know if I can hang out today because I I really have stuff to do. And if you're going to be late, can you let me know? You know, just having a response of what you're going to say. And either that person's going to learn that they have to show up on time or be honest with what time they can give you or you can hang out with other people. Something I realize is not setting boundaries can also be really unfair to the other people in our lives. Sometimes we feel guilty 
for setting the boundaries, but sometimes setting the boundaries is what changes the the dynamic of a relationship. Think about it. If you have someone that you've kind of built up this resentment for, maybe they just do little things that bother you. Maybe they're always asking you to, if they can borrow your clothes. I actually think I heard this analogy on the Emma Chamberlain Anything Goes podcast and it really stuck with me a while ago about how she had friends who would always ask to borrow her clothes and she would always say yes because she just wanted to be a nice friend and deep down it was bugging her because she said her friend her clothes would sometimes come back with rips or tears or like it wouldn't fit properly or there'd be a spill on it or she just wouldn't get something back and that every time someone would borrow something of hers she would have this anxiety about her clothes and this resentment started building towards her friends because they were asking to borrow her clothes and it got to the point where she almost didn't like them but then she realized they had no idea what was going on. So it was kind of unfair that she was getting so frustrated with people when they had no idea how she was feeling. And over time, this resentment would build towards people and they have no idea what's going on. They might see it as one, her being the friend that likes to let people borrow clothes because she has like a cool wardrobe. And if she doesn't tell them her boundary and set that straight, she's mad at someone who has no idea that they're mad at them. Like they have no way to fix it if they don't know there's an issue. Now, obviously, people should understand some of these things, but we're all human. And I'm sure I can think of times in my life, actually, I do have one, where I just assumed people didn't mind what I was asking of them. If you don't know, I had a big anxiety or fear when it came to driving. I went to therapy for this, and my therapist told me that my anxiety for driving wasn't really a fear of driving. It was actually manifested from me unwilling to figure out what was really going on, um, like childhood trauma stuff. And so it was like manifesting and random fears popping up because I had driven my entire life. And then one day I was like, nope, I can't drive anymore. It really like took a toll on my life. Like driving and getting around is really important. Obviously in New York, I don't drive anymore, but in Ohio and California and Georgia, like I needed to drive and my car was just sitting there. And I started having people pick me up all the time. My friend just kind of expected to pick me up if we were going to hang out, to drop me off, all this stuff. And I always thought it was kind of fun, like knowing they were going to pick me up. I'd always pay for some of the gas or I'd usually I'd either pay for gas or I'd like buy their lunch or take them for coffee or something just to make sure them going out of their way, I was doing something back. But I didn't realize that some people did not enjoy coming to pick me up all the time. And it kind of felt to them like I was using them or, you know, wasting their time. And I remember I had a friend one time say something and she sort of set a boundary with about, about driving me around, saying that she loved me and she loved hanging out with me. And of course, she didn't mind picking me up sometimes, knowing that she always had to pick me up and drop me off. Sometimes it was tough for her because she had other things and it wasn't fair for her to have to plan in time to not only pick me up, but drop me off where I was having all this extra time at home, you know? And I hadn't thought about it like that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool that people like to pick me up. I was oblivious. And I remember when she said something to me, I could tell there was like this built up resentment. And if she hadn't said something to me, it probably would have built up until she snapped and it could have hurt our friendship. When really, as soon as she told me, I was like, oh my gosh, I never saw it that way. And I'm so sorry. And I actually think it was really liberating when she did this because it forced me to get out of my comfort zone and start driving myself and figure out figure out how to take care of myself something I came to terms with I think through therapy actually is that not setting boundaries can sometimes also be a form of people pleasing and I have been a chronic people pleaser my entire life and it comes from a deep fear of 
not being loved. And, you know, that goes back to a lot of the reasons I didn't set boundaries. I, for a long time, was the friend, which is why I probably related to Emma's story so much, that paid for everything. I would pay for people's lunch, their dinner. I would buy my friend's stuff, just gifts out of the blue. And they didn't ask me to do these things. And I think, I'm not sure, but I feel like my gut is saying it stemmed from the fact that I recognized that if my mom called me and asked me for money or help with something, that if I said no, she was she would kind of go off in a rage on me and like not want to speak to me for a while or to say nasty things and I noticed that if I did help her her tone completely changed and was a a voice of I love you like I'm so appreciative so I think I felt loved when I helped her I felt loved by her and I think I started to do that with my friends I vividly remember going to the mall once with a friend and we decided to look into forever 21 and we ended up getting a bunch of stuff and we're both in line she's in front of me with all of her clothes in her hand and her wallet and I'm behind her and she has a ton of more stuff than I do I think I had like one to two items and she has like like her she's holding a mound of stuff you know like it's like draped over her her arms kind of stuff and I can't even remember my thought process behind it but my brain just felt like it just scrambled inside in this moment because she is holding her wallet and her stuff she goes up to put her stuff on with all up on the table at the cash register with all intents and purposes of paying for it herself and something just took over me and I walked up put my stuff on top of hers, said, oh, no, 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 this is on me today. It's a treat on me. I can't even remember exactly what she said, but she was definitely objecting. was like, no, I absolutely got this. There's no reason for you to pay for my stuff. It's fine. I've got it. And she seemed to almost feel uncomfortable with the fact that I was trying to pay for this. And I still was like, no, I'm going to pay for it. It's a treat on me. It's to say thank you for our friendship. And I like put my stuff down and I pulled out my card and would not let her pay. Wait, I remember exactly why. Maybe not exactly, but I remember at some point she made like a passing casual joke of like hopefully I have enough for all this I'm going a little overboard today and I internalize that as oh my gosh what if she doesn't have enough for this and then she goes home and she equates me with the feeling of you know being declined at the register because what if her card declined and then she she gave that emotion to our friendship or if she felt like because she was with me she had to spend all of this money even though I had like one or two maybe three things and she had a mound of stuff like she was a grown adult. She is deciding how much to buy. She is deciding to get these clothes. And it has nothing to do with me, but I internalized it. And I, it wasn't a one-time thing. That's the difference. I still, to this day, like to treat my friends. I think that maybe one of my love languages to, for other people is buying them things. Uh, maybe it's gifting. Is that what it is? Gifts? But back then, it was consistent. It was 24-7. I was always looking at my bank account and how much I was overspending and stressing about my finances because I couldn't like compulsively stop doing it. It was Noah's mom once and I love her to death. She has been a great role model in you know the past like six or so years that I have known her and I think I was overspending maybe on my brothers for something and I was helping them out with a bunch of stuff and then just kind of buying them excess stuff and I remember she said you have to remember that you and Noah are a team and obviously your finances are your finances but remember that you guys have to pay bills together and it's also not fair on Noah to be more stressed about the bills if you don't have enough to pay it because you're buying a bunch of people other stuff that isn't a necessity and it kind of hit me in that moment I am not only 
overspending on people and doing this out of like lack of boundaries, I am also affecting other parts of my life because of it. And I was putting myself in a situation that nobody asked for. <laughs> like nobody expected this of me. Nobody was expecting to do this back for me. I was putting it on myself. And I realized it was a form of people pleasing by not setting the boundary with myself to stop doing that because I was afraid that if I stopped paying for people that they wouldn't want to be my friend. And that kind of clicked with me about why I needed to set the boundary because at the same time, why do we want relationships where they are only benefiting and you're not? If my only benefit, I mean, obviously a lot of these people were great friends, so that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying like, there's that quote I just said about how the only people who get mad about your boundaries are the ones that benefited from them. If someone didn't want to be my friend because I couldn't pay for all their stuff anymore, why why would I want to be their friend? Why did I want to be friends with someone like that? Versus people that didn't care if I paid for their stuff or not. Of course, they thought it was very nice, but they are also like, you don't need to pay for my stuff. Very different because they also just wanted to be my friend. Like, why do we want friends or people around us that only want to be around us if they are benefiting from it, if they are getting something out of it? So I think it's important to ask yourself if you're not setting boundaries with people, first off, do they know about it? And are you building resentment around something they aren't aware of? Second, is it fair to this person? Third, is it fair to you? On the other hand, if you're people pleasing, are you people pleasing? Are you afraid the people around you won't want to be around you if you stop doing these certain things? But do you really want to be around those types of people? I find it oddly funny that the number one reason I wouldn't set boundaries with people is I was so afraid of them being mad at me. For example, something I, a people-pleasing habit that I love to do, cue the sarcasm, was overextend myself. Meaning if one individual person asks me to hang out, that's not a big deal. But if multiple people are asking me to hang out or help them with something or do something for them, And I am saying yes to every single individual person because I feel bad if I leave someone out and tell someone no, I don't have any time for myself. I would usually, if someone asked me to do something, to hang out, to go with them to an event, to do anything for them, I would always just say yes. Like I would like word vomit yes before I even had time to think if I was available. And it was also horrible on my part because there were so many times that I accidentally said yes to more than one person for the same day or same time. And then no matter what, you're going to upset someone because you have to say, sorry, I didn't realize I said yes to too many things. And I would overextend myself because I was too afraid to just say, hey, let me check my schedule and see if I'm available and I'll get back to you. I had a job to do. I have my own things to do, my own priorities. Yet I was I was putting my own priorities on the back burner so that I could help other people because I was too afraid if I told them no, that they would be mad at me. And it was oddly funny because once I started to notice that I don't get mad at anyone else for setting those same boundaries, it I just realized that all the time when I ask people for things to hang out or do something, people tell me no all the time. It doesn't mean they hate me. It doesn't mean they're mad. It doesn't mean I did something wrong for inviting them. They just simply said no. And I, I don't think I've ever gotten mad at someone for just saying, oh no, I can't hang out today. 
sorry, next week doesn't work for me. Sorry, I already have plans. I just don't feel like it. I'm like, okay, cool. Great. So if I wouldn't get mad at someone for that, why did I automatically assume they would get mad at me for that? And it was funny because once I forced myself to set those boundaries and realize that people pleasing is not the answer for a happy life, I realized that most people were not mad. The majority of people didn't even think twice. They're like, okay, cool. Moved on. They weren't even thinking about it. They asked someone else and it was over with. Like, it's not a big deal. And it also really helps me. It goes back to that, like, people who benefit. It helps you separate the people that you want to be around. Because if I did tell someone no and they did get upset, well, then, then you have something to think about. If someone doesn't understand that you're a person with your own timeline and your own life and your own priorities and your own self, then that's on them. I think one of the biggest takeaways is that we have to look in the freaking mirror and ask ourselves, why? Because if you, I know you're a good person. I know you, okay? I can't see you right now, but I know you. If you are so kind and thoughtful about everyone else's boundaries, but you don't set them for yourself, you got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I not feel? why do I not feel like I'm worthy of the respect and proper treatment that I give everyone else. Why do I not treat myself that way? Because guess what? You've got to be your number one. You have to be your number one. Everyone else is setting their boundaries and sticking up for themselves and putting themselves as number one. Honey, sweetheart, I don't know if that was uncomfortable, sorry. You also, you have to be your number one. You deserve to be your number one. Listen, I know by now you're like, okay, I get it. You were, you were a chronic people pleaser and a chronic no boundary having, no boundary setting human. Okay, but am I perfect at it? No, but am I constantly, consistently working at it because I now recognize that I deserve respect? Yes, you deserve that same respect. So today we talked about all the boundary stuff from setting your boundaries, how to figure out what boundaries are, communicating them, people pleasing, all of the stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you learned something. And no matter what, okay, if you're on this journey and you are still figuring it out, give yourself some grace. You are a human. It is okay. Okay. You deserve the respect, but it is okay to be a human and be figuring this out. So give yourself some grace. Don't shame yourself for being a human being. Okay. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot believe this is my first episode and I'm sure it wasn't perfect. I know I said like and um a million times. I will get better. I will keep working on it. If you want to find me, I am at lindsay.adkinson on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to follow the Instagram page I just made for the podcast, it's at It Gets Better Pod. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know your time is valuable and listening to me ramble on. I hope you found some value from it and I will talk to you all next week.